Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals, coming to you from the craft room today. This, yes, Sonny is present in his little um, bed. We are all hanging out here, surrounded by paper. There's a chalker, right? Um, okay, so today is Answering Your Crafty Questions Day um, from YouTube, so I'm going into your general questions here. And Teresa Travis asks... I love your heart and butterfly. What state are you from? She's referring to the junk journal pop-up idea number two. Oh, I forgot about pop-ups. Like, I could probably do more pop-ups. I'm going to start writing these down on just a piece of paper. Pop-ups. I actually have a pen and paper close. I can't believe it. Um, okay. Uh, I'm not from a... Well, I'm from Florida, I guess, officially. Um, but I'm originally from Canada. So there you go. Um, Kelly Hards asked... You say we never interrupt you, but sometimes I'm yelling at you to say, Hey, Pam, your ruler is right there. Can't you see it? It's right there. Why don't you ever listen? (laughs) LOL, she says. It's so true. I am embarrassed to tell you what happened today. It's, okay, not papercraft related, but basically I couldn't find my car keys and I looked them, I looked all over the house. I tore everything apart. The garbages, the laundry, um, the couches, like cushions got flipped up. I looked in every drawer, couldn't find them. Looked through the car, tore, tore the, whole, the whole car apart, couldn't find them. Went through the house again from top to bottom, like retracing the whole thing. You know what I mean? You, you get what I'm saying. And went through the car again. I think I recycled. I cycled through that about three times. Okay, finally I said, I got to call the dealership or the locksmith. Well, one thing I've learned, it's cheaper to go through the locksmith. So there you go. Um, so I called, well, actually I called AAA and they sent a locksmith. So, um, locksmith came and, um, he said, and he said, okay, I, I opened your car. We look in the car, no keys. That's right. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I did lock the car. Apparently I took my keys with me still unfound. And he goes, I'll make you a key so you can at least be functional. And I said, okay, because let me go through the house again one more time. I said, give me 10 minutes. Tore through the entire house again. Could not find the key. I said, please make me the key. And I'm going to go and I'm going to go down to your little shop and I'm going to get duplicate keys and fobs. And they're like a quarter of the price there compared to the dealership. Anyway, just saying, what does this have to do with junk journaling? Nothing. But, you know, it's like I, I apparently cannot see the forest for the trees because I came back in the house and I went to the kitchen counter. And there they were. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think they were under a piece of paper, which i pretty sure I checked under about a thousand times, but apparently not. And there they were. So what you see with what goes on on my craft table, it's worse elsewhere in the house. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old and can't find stuff anymore. But um, And I really try and keep my, my home minimalized so there's not a lot of clutter. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to spend forever looking for your keys. And ending up having to call AAA and all of that and buy keys you don't need and all of that. So anyway, that's my life today. Okay, so onward and forward. Jessica Diaz says, hi, Pam. I had sort of an odd question. Oh, hold your hats. Who knows what's coming? Have you ever struggled with anxiety? Oh, good grief. Yes. (laughs) Anxiety is my old best friend. I take it with me wherever I go. Um, Crafting actually helps me a lot with that. It helps me focus on the here and now, what's in my hands, and as I'm working through trying to figure out something, it keeps me present, 
um, and creating something. That just, it helps a lot, honestly. She said, I love your videos, but especially I love them when I'm in my head too much because your talking is so constant in a good way that I don't have time to overthink. Ha ha ha. I hope you take that with the best, in the best way because it's only meant from from love and gratefulness. Thank you for your good, for you and your videos. That's very sweet. Thank you. Um, I'm glad somebody out there <laughs> likes my voice because I get I get different reactions to it, but that's okay. I know um, different people have different reactions to it, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy it's helpful. Um, I'll keep yapping, okay? We go forward and we keep yapping. Um, oh, I got my computer closer. My, my old eyes, I can't see that well. Okay, Janie Anderson. Pam, where is your gilding paste? Good question. It's in the drawer. I forgot about it. Um, and I only remember every once in a while to pull it out. And I really like gilding paste. It's it's basically making something metallic or gold, shiny. There's It comes in different colors, but probably the most popular is a gold. And um, it's just so pretty. Um, makes me think of Christmas cards and Christmas wrapping paper and uh, Baroque style, French old French furniture, that kind of thing. Um, it's really pretty. Um, Shannon Crafty Fun asks, have you ever used other ink? I wonder how it compares. Well, you know, I haven't much because, you know, I went down the rabbit hole when uh, I first got excited about paper crafting and that, you know, I bought a few stock inks at full price. And then I discovered that on eBay, eBay, you can buy used ink pads. And I thought, well, maybe I can still kick some life out of them because they're a little expensive. You want to buy a lot of different colors. So of course, at the time I wanted to buy a lot of different colors, which later I realized you don't really need to buy a lot of colors. You just need to have about, you know, five or so that you really like, and you're probably going to be grabbing those. Or at least that's the way it is for me. I always grab black, brown, pink, blue, green. And I think those are my favorite. black, brown, green, pink, blue, green. Um, yeah. And the rest, I have a drawer full. I've bought new ones. I bought old ones. Some didn't have any ink left. Some were just dry and needed to be rehydrated. So you could buy like a box of them on eBay. You, like a lot of crafters will unload their craft supplies on eBay because they know somebody else is going to use it. And that's a good place to get used stuff if, uh, if uh, cost is an issue. Yeah, not a bad thing to check out. Um, and your local... Oh, okay, we have something tingling here. Okay, I think... Um, I have an air conditioning guy coming over to clean my air conditioning system. Oh, that, that'll be a lovely afternoon. Um, important to do, though. Very important in Florida. We need our air conditioning. We must keep Pam cool. <laughs> okay? We, we don't want a hot Pam. We want a cool Pam. Um, uh, so I have used a few other inks, and nothing to me has compared to Distress Ink. It's always reliable. I'm, I have no affiliation with the company, but... I've used some El Cheapo inks, and they're fine. They'll get you through. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, I think that the density of the felt of the ink pad and the amount of ink that in that is in them may not be as much. Maybe you don't get as much. I don't know. Just a couple of the ones that I tried. I picked some up a Tuesday morning um, on sale, and um, I liked them. They were fine, uh, but they did dry out more easily. And uh, I think the spongy the sponges they use sponges instead of felt, and they got hard. So, yeah, there you go. Life on the streets. That's what really happens. I'm sure there's some other very good brands out there that are just as fine and probably cost half the amount that distressing costs. C Seed Bead says, thank you for prioritizing non-perfection. I am so bad, it can take me days of pondering 
uh, to be messing scraps on my desk. Where's where is my desk? I laugh with you and laugh at me. I cannot find anything. I should pay you for therapy. Ha ha he he. Okay, thanks. Uh, you are great. Very inspiring. Thank you. Oh, you're very sweet. Um, okay, I am comforted to know it's not just me who can't find their scissors on their desk or their ruler or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's it's kind of funny that we expand to the space that we have. So if you buy a bigger desk, I, I just clutter it up more. I put more stuff on it and I'm always left with this little zone to play in. I, what is that? I don't know. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Um, Janet Pogue. Hey, Janet. How long does it take for gelato to dry enough so not to smudge the next page in your journal? Anyone? Um, not that long. I would say 24 hours probably is good. But if you're unsure, just stick a piece of blank paper in between and you can carry on so you don't have to worry about transfer. Um, Semiology says, I wonder if you could use those Kool-Aid packets to color um, papers. And yes, I would get the ones without the sugar, just the straight Kool-Aid dye. And I, I haven't done it myself, but I've had... Have I done it myself? Maybe, somewhere along the way. But I have had p- other people say they've had success with it, so I can at least tell you that. Um, Kat Kirchner says, Want to know, I'm like two years late to the party, but I've been binge-watching your channel, and I saw you your homemade paper episode, but I don't know that it covered how to make the type I see you using here. I'm trying to see what video it is. She's looking at a video that's called Episode 2, How to Make Pretty Pages in a Junk Journal. I can't I can't watch the video and, and record this podcast at the same time. I'm, that's like walking and chewing gum at the same time. I can't do that. But um, maybe I bought some pre-made, handmade paper. Um, the paper I make is a little bit on the thick side just because I don't have the technique down where you can get it super thin and peel off nicely. Um, so maybe it was a pre-made, pre-bought pa- piece of handmade paper that I got from somewhere. Just guessing here. Um, Catherine Huguet asks, I had an event over the weekend, so I didn't get a chance to comment on last week's craft chat video until now. Question, have you ever done a wedding slash bridal themed junk journal? If yes, how was it covered? What trinkets or papers did you incorporate? That's a great question. I do have a bridal digi kit. It's called Bridal Beauties, Beautiful Brides. Brides of Beauty, something like that. Um, isn't, isn't that awful? I can't remember the names. Um, uh, I have not personally made a bridal one, but let's just run it through the the imagination factory here. And I'd say I would probably go for an old wedding dress. And I had a beautiful old wedding dress gifted to me from a very good friend. And she said, have at it, cut it up. And I did. And it it released the most beautiful appliques of beaded lace, just gorgeous. And I would probably do the cover in something like that if I was, you know, just randomly thinking maybe you would want to take some old antique laces and collage them in there, layer them in there in the cover as well. Maybe a beautiful black and white photo of a bride. Oh, that would be so cool. Maybe from the 1800s mounted on the front. Um, or maybe related to the person that you're making it for. But if it's a generic one, wouldn't that be beautiful? Oh, that would be so nice. Um, you could layer it with cheesecloths and things like that. Oh, it would just be lovely. Um, let's see. Uh, I am not hearting these. I'm a, I'm a bad podcaster. Heart these questions so these people know they got their question answered. I don't know if you just see a heart on your question. That means I answered it in craft chat. Um, on the podcast. So there you go. Um, pears, pears are tasty. 
asks, these are so cute. What are they? They are got puzzle pieces, tips and tricks for decorating junk journals. Okay, I was using like pieces from a puzzle and, and putting something on top of them to, to make them cute. And uh, these are so cute. And can you imagine all of those people out there that do diamond art paintings with leftover drills and all of their puzzles that have like pieces missing? I think this is a su- this is super dope. I don't think anybody ever said that my stuff was super dope, but I'm I'm honored. I, I that's cool, super dope. <laughs> and not to mention a fun and creative factory outlet. I mentioned dime- I mentioned diamond art because I do it and I have a few puzzles. Okay, um, I've never done diamond art it, it, um, myself, but I think a lot of people think it's fun. Maybe I should give that a try sometime. Um, but yeah, like if you have an old puzzle hanging around, maybe you lost a few pieces in it or something, you can make so many cool things out of puzzle pieces like earrings. You can make, uh, you could put some, um, you could spray paint the puzzle pieces white and put, do some rubber stamping on them and, and glue them onto the front of a cover or down the spine of a color cover, maybe even the connected pieces. That would be cool. I don't know. Just, just running things through the data bank here. Diane Gauss says Pam love your videos and fundals can you tell me where you get your books that are in different languages um I, yes I get my most of my stuff at um are you ready um yard sales garage sales friends and family antique malls flea markets auctions eBay Etsy um people send me stuff sometimes and where else oh, those are the big ones yeah, I would just look around to see what's out there, and somebody's selling something somewhere. You can find them. Um, you'll find you'll find stuff. Um, old bookstores are great places to look for foreign books. Um, used bookstores. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, used bookstores, or yeah, the thrift shops. Sometimes they will end up there. Actually, I got a ton of them from my local thrift shop. Come to think of it, they had a bunch of Russian books, and I almost I grabbed them all. I'm just like, I love these babies coming with me. Okay. Um, Denise Howard said, Pam, hi, do you have any suggestions for what I can do with a beautiful inherited large Victorian scrapbook full of Victorian advertising cards? I was thinking of making digi kits, but I don't know how. Thank you. You are fantastic. Uh, Okay. So I actually have one of those and I have it on a shelf up high in my craft room. It's full of old vintage or Victorian trade card scraps. Um, Beautiful, beautiful pieces. I have my dad's old violin beside it and a couple of very old Bibles and a very, very old um, document from 1700s. What else is up there? It's just kind of this little collection of old things and I haven't had the heart to tear it apart. I just love it the way it is. Yeah, um, I guess you could scan them. They're probably out of copyright. I would... You know, if they're if they are from the 1800s, you're you're, you're probably fine to do that. Um, that's all I know, really. I would just say, go ahead, make some digikits and and have fun with it. Why not? Um, there are, I mean, the artwork, the illustrations on those Victorian trade cards and those Victorian scraps and the Victorian calling cards. I mean, they're they're stunning. I mean, we just don't see that today with the computer generated art. It just looks different. And um, you just know that somebody put pen or pencil or, you know, something like that, pigment to paper. And they're, they're pretty cool. 
Um, okay, no, these were probably, I mean, run through a machine, I would imagine. They're making, you know, 100 Victorian trade cards. It wasn't somebody painting everyone. But somebody did come up with the original picture. And then that one was original. And a lot of companies used to sell their stuff that way because the pictures were so beautiful that you would save them and you would make a scrapbook. So yeah, look up Victorian scrapbooks on eBay just to see some of these, they're really cool. Um, that's kind of a neat gift to give somebody too. If you're trying to find something unusual for somebody to give, you know, if you've already given them a junk journal, you know, of course. Um, yeah, get them a Victorian scrapbook and have them look through that. They'll be lost in there for hours. Um, Denise Howard said, hi Pam, how do you make your digi kits? Um, uh, well, that's that's kind of a, a long process. Um, I do five new digikits every month, and I look and I scour for pictures, and I check for all the copyright issues related to the pictures, and then I uh, use Microsoft. I'm very old school. I use Microsoft Publisher to organize them, and then I use, I think it's Windows Paint 3D to intensify the colors and sharpen the images, and then I save them to my computer, and then I um, upload them to my Etsy, um, and then I sell them. That, that's kind of how I do it. Yeah. All right. That's it in a nutshell. Okay. You're not you're not harding again. I see you not harding. Make put the hearts in there. Okay. Um, the hardest part is confirming that they're not copyright it, um, images, and that you want to be sure about if somebody is going to scan them and then. I guess print them and sell them. Yeah, so you want to make sure that they're copyright free. Okay. Um, Pam, did your leaf person survive in your journal? I can't remember if you sealed it or not. I did not uh, seal my leaf person. Um, I don't even know where my leaf person is. Did it go in the last journal or is it in this, this journal I'm filling up right now, which is one of my old journals? I don't know. Does anybody know? Where's my leaf person? I, I don't know. She, she's, she blew away with the wind. Um, okay, hello, Pam. Penny Tucker. Uh, hello, Pam. Love your new digital papers. Am I the only one that didn't get a newsletter this month? Thank you for all of your inspiration. Uh, and then she texts later, or she prints later. I found it. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it gets stuck in the promotions tab if you have um, Microsoft Outlook, or sometimes it gets stuck in a junk folder or a spam folder or something like that. Or sometimes you just miss it. Or uh, if you're looking it up, maybe um, you don't, Maybe you look up the Paper Outpost or Paper Outpost newsletter and it just got buried somewhere. But um, generally, if I have your email address in my system, it is going to be sent to you. What happens to it after that? Um, you know, if your computer puts it somewhere, if your system puts it somewhere to save for you. Um, yeah, I would say I can. And, and I would say try looking in those places because you might you might just find it. Um, Deb Justin says, hi there all. Thank you so much for your ideas and humorous stories. Any ideas about, oh, oh I think I answered this one. I asked this one the other day. Never mind. No, I, it's a zipper question. And I know I answered that the other day, so I'll just move on. Um, yep, I, here's another one I answered. Ga gaining weight pup. Yep, did that one. Um, yep, did this one. Okay. So I'm just going to spin down and go to some lower ones because sometimes I'll, I'll okay. Uh, hi, Pam and Sunny. Wondering if you ever use gelatos. Yes. Yes, I do. What's today? Today's Wednesday, right? Is today Wednesday? Yes. Okay, yes. Okay. No, you're listening to this and it's actually Thursday if you're listening to it on launch day. I'm just trying to keep my day straight. Um, 
Uh, okay. Any, okay. Don Drejanski asks, any suggestions for easy signatures? I have random pretty pages, but no dyed papers or interesting papers other than hymnal sheets and ledger pages. Nothing fun like yours, LOL. There's nothing wrong with using plain white copy paper as your signature pages. If you take a rubber stamp and you put one little rubber stamp on the page, all of a sudden it becomes magical. And I would say with that, I will sign off. Thank you very much for being here and happy crafting. Create with reckless abandon. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.